so have any Easter bunny sightings or do anything bunny-y or Easter-y? Oh, yeah, I forgot it was, like, Easter this past uh, weekend. No, I... So I have sort of a weird topic. Okay. Like, do you know about any secret societies? No, because they're secret. Well, I mean, maybe you're in the know, and you don't have to tell me the society, but you could tell me if you knew of, like... Like, we have I some... Mean, I've... Like, I've heard of societies. Like, every college has secret societies or whatever. You know? Oh, yeah, those guys and stuff. But, like... Are you so like, about, like, the Illuminati or something? No, no, no. Much more local. So, like, our nearby city that's near us has, like, several... Me- well, okay, the nearby city being D.C. has tons of secret societies. <laughs> Fine. Like, Illuminati would be relevant there. No but, like, shit. D.C. <laughs> has secret societies? I never would have guessed. Like, I guess this is what, like... It was more work and it kind of came up with like a client or something where so like we have secret like sex club societies. Are you aware of those? I mean, I am not aware of them, but like, come on, there are politicians and rich people in D.C. all the time. Of course, there's going to be secret fuck clubs. Well, this is like that. This is more like let's think of D.C. less, but like just more like every couple like big major towns and stuff have like BDSM and like other types of sex. Like, I don't know what they would be called. I guess societies for lack of a better word kind of thing. But they're not meant for like super rich Illuminati, but like, you know, casual people who happen to share in a certain hobby or fetish or whatever you want to call it. Like, I mean, those are normal those i wouldn't even consider those secret societies those are just things that happen and you might not know about them because they're not your thing so like is that your thing do you know of any no i don't know of any specifically but like it's not an abnormal thing like when you say secret society I'm imagining, you know, like people in masks, like meeting with cloaks and sacrificing a goat or something. I mean, I was with like those like like, secret like meetings with like big pipes where they they, you know, smoke cigars and and laugh and and plan like which economy they're going to destroy next and uh, how white people can keep ruling the world and all that sort of shit. So like. Because you and I are, like, good friends, right? Uh-huh. If I got invited to a secret society or sex cult kind of thing, and I could bring a friend, <laughs> I might bring you, and would you do the same for me? Are we that cool? I mean... You'd okay. invite me, wouldn't you? Or are you part of this and you just can't talk about it? Like, no, I wouldn't... Well, I, I'm very confused, because... Sex cult and secret society are two very different are they? things. <laughs> like, the, I mean, I, w- I don't know about any of these things either, of course. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But, like, if I happen to get invited to one of these things, it sounds like something I should do, right? It. I guess it depends. Like, like you know, if if it's if it's like a bucket list thing. Like, if it's a safe thing, sure. If you're feeling into it or whatever, like, I don't see a problem with it. But, like, you're, you're making this very weird. And I feel like 
there is a very simple explanation knowing your brain you are making this out to be much bigger deal and a lot weirder than it's actually coming across but so, so this is why i turn to you you are my worldly friend in the sense of where like I don't know what to expect. Is this a safe thing if someone invites me to, like, a BDSM club? Should I go? I, like, alright, if you're in, like, okay. But they mentioned Secret Society, and that's the part my brain has latched onto. Uh, okay, uh, okay, like, you're you're asking very different questions. Like, Going to a BDSM club is a not a secret society thing. A, they said and it was. B. All right, this is this is going to go off a tangential, yeah. gentle, but okay. So for, first of all, you should only go to a BDSM club if you're interested in BDSM. Like, don't yeah, be I'm a, more don't be a like tourist the- because people that go to these are interested in it and they don't want somebody just there gawking at them because that's not I don't good. know about that like I mean that might be a thing to have you, like gawking are I you that's are you, voyeurism are you being like right now are you being contrary on purpose or are you actually listening to the friend you're asking for advice so this is perhaps where I need to clarify with said like client clarification of like, is this more BDSM club or more secret society? Because they're like, oh, there's a secret group of us who meet up and you can only come in by members only, but I could invite you in if you'd like to come with me. And I I'm mean, like, like, okay, so like these sorts of clubs, they're members only because they don't want people talking about them on podcasts. Like I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going, I'm being like a lot of BDSM stuff and other types of sexualities are not very looked highly upon in professional circles. And so these people want to enjoy their sex lives without having somebody snoop on them and getting their, you know, information out there. And the whole point of the membership and the secretiveness of it is to make sure they are protected and so they don't get outed and because like it can be a big deal because fucking America is Puritan Christian bullshit and like it's just people enjoying themselves the way they want to enjoy themselves and they shouldn't be judged for it but people do it anyway and it can put careers on the line and so this entire aspect you're asking about is like if you're legitimately interested in it, it is something, an option you can pursue, but don't, it, it, it's not going to turn out good for you if you're there to like point and laugh or. Well, I wouldn't point just, and laugh or anything, but I would be curious more so as like an observer. Like, I cur- don't think curiosity I'm into it. Is, curiosity is one thing, but like, don't treat it like you're going to a museum or like you're, you're looking at the exhibits or whatever. Like that's, that's not a way to to go about it because i think also this person might have tried to invite me because they might have been flirting with me but i'm not sure about that because <laughs> this happened at work and my work i i mean my clients are interesting folks but yeah like i was just like i just politely declined but said thank you for the offer at this time but it's sort of like should i have said yes and like oh huh now it's kind of stuck in my head of like secret societies I could have been a member. I, I will, and, I, I, if 
I would I not do like that is definitely not uh okay. It may not exist anymore. She was 90. But like it was interesting to hear about like secret societies and I was like, "Oh, tell me more. I care about secret societies." And then BDSM <laughs> came up and I was like, "Less on that, more on the secret society." <laughs> like that's on my bucket list. Like, but see, that's the thing is that like you are talking about two specifically different things. Like a secret society is way like I, I God, you were, you, your your brain. Oh God, I just want to be a part of something, man. <laughs> Fine, we'll start our own secret society, and I would love that. Oh my God. <laughs> It's a gamer. We're here. It's a gamer. This makes no fucking sense, but we're doing it anyway. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make Me a Gamer, the procedurally generated podcast that's a roguelike for your ears. I'm your host, Atma, and I'm here with Harvey Z in the place to be. And this episode is a secret. We're not going to tell you about it. You just got to follow the clues and you'll you'll find the actual RSS feed where this is uploaded. And then you'll be able to find another clue and it's going to lead you to the location where there's a USB drive that you can plug into your computer that then you can listen to the real podcast. And we're going to expose all the secrets in the gaming community. So just be very careful and pay close attention to what goes on. Again, now you've like... This stuff fascinates me. Now I'm like, I wish this was real. I would totally want to leave like a zip drive somewhere and like someone uploads it and inside is a hidden podcast episode. <laughs> We're going to start our own Xeonon. Oh God, no, no. We can do better than that. <laughs> Zaluminati. Zaluminati. Okay. Uh, so we have an actual episode to talk about here. So I, I came up with something. And that's going to be, we're going to be participating in, or not participating in, but it is April as we're recording this. So it is Uh, time for some April madness. Ah, okay. And today we are going to be going through the first bracket. We're going to, we've got 16 video games facing off. Now, these particular 16 video games I have pulled from. It's games you have either personally played or have a personal connection to over the course of the podcast. Uh Uh-huh. I've left out, like, clear favorites. So, like, we're not going to get, like, XCOM or ToeJam or anything like that. Okay, I was about to say, because those would just win automatically. Right. So, but the ones I did pick, I I seeded. Like, I seeded 1 through 16. I'm interested to see how my seeds reflect your actual final results and if there's going to be some upsets but we're going to go through this and we're going to decide the winner of this bracket today and then Mm -hmm. next episode we're going to do the second bracket and so on so until we get through all 64 and then we'll have four yeah there's going to be 64 no oh no no This, this bracket specifically is games the other three brackets I'm not. T- I'm going to spoil what they are yet. This is like a. So wait, it's like a Harvey Z madness. Yeah, basically. Okay. Okay. So this is the easy stuff, and then we get to like games versus something else in Harvey Z's life. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. I have my so. 
So, but yeah, so that th- this one is specifically make me a gamer related, and they're they're all video games. Okay. So, are, are you ready to to get April Madness started? Sure. At first, I thought this was going to be like your Thunderdome games, which I really enjoy, where it's just random stuff, and I have to like bracketeer them down. But this is yeah. actual stuff that apparently is relevant to me. Yes, it is relevant. Okay. Okay. So first matchup, number one seed, Civilization Six. Probably the game versus, I most play. Yeah. Versus the number sixteen seed, Baobab's Mausoleum, Episode One of Nifago's Don't Eat Flamingos. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> I hate that fucking game. It's not the worst game I've actually played. It is the second worst game I've actually played right now. Uh, mm-hmm. But wow. Okay. So the bottom of is bottom. Civilization, the fantastic, beautiful game that keeps on giving. It's the only problem with it is too long, but I don't mind it actually. It's, yeah, Civ Six will easily advance. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's the number one yeah. seed versus the number sixteen. It is you, the game to occasionally. Beat. If you, you take can out my get favorites. can get occasional upsets, but not 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 in this yeah. case. All right. Next matchup: eighth seed Minecraft. Okay. Versus ninth seed Scott Pilgrim versus the World the game. This is a fairly matched uh, group actually. Scott Pilgrim has a lot of nostalgic memory. I haven't gotten super far in the game. I'm enjoying the game. Minecraft though, there's a social element that's really pushed it. I think to where it's going to stay the eighth seed and on top. I do enjoy playing that with you guys more than I do like just by myself. Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. has a multiplayer, but yeah, Minecraft wins. Minecraft wins. Okay. Yeah. No upset so far. You've seeded them correctly so far. <laughs> so far. I, I, I don't know. I, I have doubts about the rest of these. Like, it's going to get iffy here shortly, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Okay. All right. Next one. Fifth seed, Slay the Spire Ooh. versus 12th seed, Children of Morta. Hmm. Children of Mord is a good game. I've actually gotten pretty deep into like World 1 and World 2. I've unlocked a few characters. I really enjoy it as a single player game, but Slay mm-hmm. the Spire is like it's a crowning jewel of like ga- in my like gamer moments. That's a game that like made me want to be a gamer or stick with this gaming thing. Children of Morda, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, but it didn't make me want to play more games. Slay the Spire did. Slay the Spire moves on. I think that might okay. actually be a lower seed than expected with a five. I'm curious right, what's we'll, in between we'll, that and six. We'll see what the other ones are, and then yeah. we'll 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 circle back on it. Okay. All right. Next seed. Next matchup. Fourth seed. Animal Crossing: New Horizons versus thirteenth seed. Knights and Bikes. <laughs> Knights and Bikes was just a name. It's purely the name. <laughs> and- it's a joke. It's an amusing joke that I really like. Knights and bikes, knights and bikes, knights and bikes. But <laughs> and yet it's right. I ranked it over three other games, which which is, they if knights and bike had to face like Onafagos, yes, knights and bikes wins. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fair on that. Uh, I'm gonna go though with I actually enjoy playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> Fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Next up, sixth seed, uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild Ooh. versus eleventh seed, Overwatch. This is interesting in the sense of 
when I do my March Madness brackets, I always pick at least one 11th seed to upset. It's the most likely upset bracket for me. Uh-huh. However, Breath of the Wild versus... And I, I like Overwatch being in the 11th seed. I enjoyed mm-hmm. Overwatch a lot when it first came out. And then once I got a Mac, which was several years ago, I just didn't play. But then I got into Overwatch, like, the eSports Overwatch thing. League. Yeah. yeah. And so it still kind of stuck around. It could have beaten maybe some smaller competitors, but Breath of the Wild, I actually almost 75% completed. It's I haven't gotten back to it in a while. So that's why I, I, I appreciate your lower ranking of Breath of the Wild. I will Breath of the Wild though will not be upset this bracket. Okay. But we're gonna watch out for the eleventh seed and yeah, later I'm brackets, curious. huh? Yeah, okay. that's my favorite one to pick. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, third seed, Fire Emblem Three Houses versus fourteenth seed, I Am Bread. I Am Bread was fun to play. It was amusing. It was stupid, but amusing. We played that game together. Fire Emblem, though, I would have put it at my number two. It could have been a number two or a number one seed. It's mm-hmm. like I was re-listening. That's where I am in the podcast catching up in like the episode 40s. It's when I become a gamer. It's because of this game. And just listening to it again of like I wasn't sleeping and I had to ask you for advice on should I do my laundry or game. <laughs> like it's that level. Fire Emblem moves on. All right. I'm 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 proud of my seeding so far. Yeah. All right. Uh, this this one I think is the trickiest one, and I'm not. Uh, this one is is the highest potential for an upset. I think. Okay. We've got seventh seed Phoenix Point versus tenth oh. seed Darkest Dungeon. You're right. Ooh, ooh. I love Darkest Dungeon. It's I think it's underseeded. Phoenix Point. I really enjoy as well, but I've stepped away since we started playing XCOM together. Mm-hmm. I haven't had as much time for Phoenix Seed or Phoenix Point, but like mm-hmm. Darkest Dungeon is so good, but I haven't played that in forever, but I love Darkest Dungeon. I mean, it depends on my mood. Any day it can switch back and forth. I'm going to actually push Darkest Dungeon. We're going to go classic. I'm feeling nostalgic. Darkest All Dungeon right. will All take right. an upset. The, the first upset of April Madness, Darkest Dungeon, moves on. All right. And the last one, which uh, should, should, is also probably even a no brainer. Uh, it is second seed Hearthstone Ooh. versus 15th seed Black Sad under the skin. Black Sad was 16. It's overranked. Boo. <laughs> Onafagos would be Black Sad. So you, you really would put. I thought I thought I thought for sure Mausoleum would be the worst at not uh, like like Black Sad. I finished the Onafagos Mausoleum game. It was just stupid. It was really oh. dumb, but it wasn't a bad, <laughs> painful game. There was one painful section, but everything else like and a nice thing with the Mausoleum game was it was done in like thirty minutes. Black Sad, I played for thirty minutes trying to hope it would get better, and I got through like just no. It sucked. It sucks so hard. Hearthstone all day, every day. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, but do you, so before we move on, do you agree that Knights and Bikes was a 13th seed (laughs) over the other three? So it beat, I definitely believe it beat Black Sad. It beat Anafagos. What was the other one it was ranked over? I Am Bread. Ooh. 
I mean, I played a, those two would have been a, a toss up because I enjoyed the social aspect and actually playing I Am Bread for like the one level we played. But uh-huh. Nights and Bikes, Nights and Bikes, Nights and Bikes <laughs> makes me laugh to the point of where it might actually beat. Yeah, it's a good seating. Yeah, it's well done. All right, cool. I, you are I'm the happy. Master. All right. So uh, so now now we're going to get into the tricky ones because all we're going to have some some serious yeah. matchups now. All right, going back to the top of the bracket. First seed Civ Six versus eighth seed Minecraft. Battle of the social games. This is true. I like this matchup. Uh, both games I really enjoy playing socially. Minecraft probably is more social, but Civ Six is actually more fun for me. I enjoy Civ Six. I've played Civ Six for like hundreds of hours, and it is hundreds. Yeah, Civ Six <laughs> moves on. Civ Six, all right. Yeah. First seed, still moving on. Uh, next up, fifth seed, Slay the Spire versus fourth seed, Animal Crossing. This one's an upset. Slay the Spire beats Animal Crossing. Just oh wow! It is. It's faster paced. It's more enjoyable. Animal Crossing was. I think Animal Crossing wins two thousand. But mm-hmm. as we get away from like 2020, it's going to be fading away more and more. Is gotcha. my thought. Like, like it, w- it was good for like the time, but it's yeah. not like it doesn't have the lasting. I hmm, think so. Me, lasting power. Like gotcha. I still haven't opened it like for the winter packets and all those. And I know it's Easter again. I haven't touched it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next up. And this one's going to. Oh, I'm, I'm really interested in this one. Sixth seed Breath of the Wild versus third seed Fire Emblem. Ooh, two beautiful fantasy games. One's, I mean, they're both solo as well. One got me into gaming, and Breath of the Wild was probably the one that got me back into the idea of more gaming. Like, mm-hmm. there was that resurgence. Because that's a beautiful... Oh, this is the hardest matchup. Because uh, Breath of the Wild is fresher. I played more Breath of the Wild. I beat Fire Emblem once, but I haven't played through it again. Oh, this is a coin flip in a way. Um, I would say... I mean, they're different games too. One's tactical and one's... I'm going to go with the variety and give it to the upset of Breath of the Wild. Ugh. Really? Oh, I mean, wow. Yeah, this is this is just an upset. It, they got lucky at the end, like a buzzer beater by Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah, you were just hyping up how Fire Emblem could have been like the second seed. I mean, and then... yeah, it it's so, so good. I love Fire Emblem, but I don't know. It's, it's too far out. If it was more... The closer it was to Fire Emblem, I might pick it more. But right now, it's like a memory, a good memory. Yeah, well, you should, could go back and play play other routes. Like, you're not done yet. But I'm more likely to go back and finish Breath of the Wild. Gotcha. Okay, fair enough. So, And uh, last matchup in this this uh, section, uh, second seed Hearthstone versus 10th seed Darkest Dungeon. I was wondering who Hearthstone would go up against. I was hoping it was like not this one uh unfortunately <laughs> hearthstone blows it out of the water i love yeah. darkest dungeon but hearthstone is actually weirdly a social game for me but now mm-hmm. it's sort of it's the game that i play the most right now okay so we're good we're now into what would be considered the sweet 16 if we had the entire 64 round uh-huh. bracket up but we're, we're into the final four of this particular bracket mm-hmm. so first matchup First seed, Civ Six versus fifth seed, Slay the Spire. Mm, mm, mm. Like, this is, I mean, 
I gotta go with like which one would I play like right now if I had the time? Well, right now, Slay the Spire because it's late for me. But if I had like if it was like <laughs> noon on a Saturday and I had to pick which one I'm gonna play, it's Civ Six. I don't mind wasting an entire day playing Civ. Uh, yeah, Civ Six. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Civ Six moves on. All right, and now. What will the number one seed face in the final round of this bracket? Is it second seed Hearthstone or sixth seed Breath of the Wild? This one's an easier matchup, actually, thankfully. Uh, Like, this one versus Fire Emblem would be a little bit tougher, I think, even maybe. But Breath of the Wild will lose to Hearthstone. Okay. And there was a game that I'm surprised that you left off, or an honorable mention, if you will, um, into the breach, I would have put that. It would have beaten sixteen. It would have been f- beaten fifteen, and it might have beaten the fourteenth seeds at least. I, I I thought about putting into the breach on it, uh, but I wasn't sure how much you had played it and if you had really gotten into it or anything. Like I know you you did get it for a little bit, but I thought it would be a little funnier to put in nights. That's of fair. Uh, just because <laughs> I happened to play it this weekend, so I got into it actually a bit. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we can talk about that as, as soon as we're done with this bracket. Sure. Because now, now we're in the overall Elite Eight, but the final matchup of this bracket and the to determine the first member of our final four, we have first seed Civ Six versus second seed Hearthstone. This is hard because both are actually social games. I play them with my like family, with my siblings. The thing is, uh, Civ Six, I play with you guys too, and like mm-hmm. so. There's more social aspects to Civ Six. There's more multiplayer. It's otherwise it's just my sibling and myself playing Hearthstone. I don't tend to play Hearthstone solo. Civ Six, I do. I have solo games. I have multiplayer games. I have like weirdly individual multiplayer games with like you guys. <laughs> Not even like so. If like one of you is gone, there's still a game that doesn't have that person in it, and we can continue to play. I. I think Civ 6 wins. Yeah, hands down. It's not All a right. bracket buster, but yeah. Civ 6. Number one seed. I picked correctly. Yay, me. But the also yay you, because this is your bracket. It's not actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was a, it was a good bracket. I liked the the list itself. The rankings were good. I only had questions about one, but there's always a team that may seem overseeded a little, so fair enough. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Civ Six is going to be the first entry into the Final Four. What do the other three brackets have in store? Uh, we'll see. I am halfway planning this out of, like, off just throwing it out there. Like, I literally came up with this idea two hours before the podcast. So I have the ideas for the other brackets in my head but i need to make sure i get like this that's why we're only doing one today because i i've got to like finalize the other ones and and make sure i have enough and uh because that's what i was gonna say is i could i could probably list the three other brackets but i'm kind of curious if you might actually pick something different than what i'm thinking of already and i don't what what are the three you would think just just as yeah i'm not gonna change anything unless okay uh, so I was thinking, so this one is in gaming. I mean, if you're going entertainment, you could go movies as one. You could go easily into music as another. And then you could go, and the fourth one was the one that I probably liked the most, board games. 
It's because like board games and or like tabletop or card games might be one that I would find interesting more so actually probably than movies, music, and like the other choice might have been like comic books or something as like what would right. I guess like if we were going entertainment, but if you're going gaming wise, board game might be the one that I would say, oh, versus like so we have video games, we have board games, but then what are the other two types of game related things that it could be? Characters maybe, but that gets weird. Yeah. So that was my idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will say this much. Board games is definitely going to be one of the brackets. Nice. I look forward that, to that. That one, though, is, is I have to figure out and, and work on a little more because it's hard to remember which games you've played and which ones you haven't. And, like, mm-hmm. I think seeding that one is going to be interesting for me. Seeding will be interesting. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Like that one, I feel like has the most potential for like wild upsets based on seeding because I feel like I don't have as good a grasp on like what board games where you where you rank board games. Whereas things like movies and music, I, I'm fairly certain I know exactly like where yeah. the number one seeds would lie and and that sort of thing. And. Yeah, that's why, like, also most brackets and entertainment, you think of those, but board games, it would be fun for me to actually, like, pick apart and talk about what I like in board games. So, yeah, fair enough. Well, that's uh, round one of April Madness. Round two will be next week, so look forward to that. Okay. So, uh, moving on, let's talk about some games. I hear you've been playing Into the Breach. I did, because I think I had mentioned on the last episode that I had gotten my sibling into the breach, and they really got into it, like, deep, and so I was like, ah, I'll, I'll try this, even though it's on my PC or my Mac or my computer, I'll, I'll try to play it, rather than, because it's not going to be on the Switch and I'm not going to buy it anytime soon, and so I booted it up, and, and I've forgotten, like, oh, it still keeps my old games, like, it's still the same timeline, even though I'm playing a new mission or whatever. It's still that same, like, one character I have. So that was mm-hmm. nice, where it wasn't, like, that guy at this point now is, like, a maximum level, like, pilot that I have, even though I played it two, three times. I do enjoy that feature of the game, that you can save one person and, like, right, send yeah. them back. What I realized, like, you can't save your upgraded mechs or things like that, but that made sense as well. Like, the game is well-designed, I will say that. And I got to, let's see, over the course of the day, I ended up unlocking three islands. Mm-hmm. So I got to, I think, the ice world was the furthest I got. I played a couple of missions and then got killed quickly in that. But then I was able to actually also unlock a new like set of mechs. And that sort of made me reinterested in the game because it was a new way to play. And so I've unlocked now one other set of mechs, which is to say Team Blitzkrieg is the one that's joined us. Yeah, like like that's what I really like about End of the Breach is how the game has built-in ways of keeping it fresh. Like you yeah. get to new islands, you start unlocking different mech types and like every like once you start like really getting into the gameplay loop every for like for a while you're getting new stuff and like getting to play around with new things and figuring out oh i like these mechs or oh these systems don't really work well for me and then by the time you've unlocked everything you get to that stage where you're like you know what's going on and you can start refining your like each run you do and you're like all right this is how i approach it with these mechs and everything and i also like how it like the game 
has built the built-in achievement system. And, like, the achievements you get are actually linked towards unlocking the next mechs and everything. And I yes. think that's what I really like about it. Because, like, with the onset of achievements and trophies, games drifted away from having the achievements in-game do something for you. The the achievements and trophies you get that like pop up are now your rewards for doing something in game as opposed to getting a reward in the game for doing something cool. And I like that Into the Breach brings this in like makes it a part of the mechanics where like you get three different achievements for each set of mechs and like every time you do something with these mechs you and unlock that achievement you get a point towards getting new mechs mm -hmm. and it's a it's a nice like if it's a good feel good system that like takes advantage of, of that and i i miss that in games and i will say like i don't know who the developer is i know it's the same person who did faster than light and mm -hmm. that was the same kind of principle and faster than light you could do achievements and they would unlock new ships in the game so this is this seems to be like this developer or whoever they that's a cool thing that they're doing so kudos to them and i would hope that they would kind of keep that feature in future games too i hope so too i don't think they've released anything since like the de developer is a uh, subset games mm. and they're they're they are the same people that did um ftl uh but i don't think they've released anything since then although like this came out in 2018 yeah so it's it's been a couple years and i'm really anxious not anxious but excited <laughs> is the better word to see what they do next yeah, because like, like ft ftl was good but like it didn't right hit quite the spot that I was looking for and into the breach really hit exactly what I was looking for. So I'm really excited to see what the, the next step is. And that's interesting. Cause for me into the breach is really good. I appreciate it, but FTL hit a spot that I loved more so than into the breach right now. Like I'm, I would say if I had to pick between the two bracket wise, FTL would win, but I don't know why, like it's because they're different games. It's not quite the same principle either. But I really mm -hmm. like the roguelike elements that is FTL, and this one is much more of a tactics game, which I also like. But it's they're not the same. It's apples and oranges a little bit. But I appreciate the right. things that like these sorts of features that make the game feel like oh yeah, these same people did it. And it's like it's a weird hybrid of like a tactics game, but also like a puzzle game. Yes, like it, it's everything is mapped out, and you can see exactly what's going to happen every round, and it feels like there's always a perfect solution. And you've just got if you like look at the map hard enough, you can figure out exactly how to move all the pieces correctly, mm -hmm. or sometimes you like make a mistake and then the next round happens and you're like oh shit i'm now in an, an unsolvable like puzzle like i'm just going to get fucked now yeah it is brutal at times with that and when that happens it feels rough but at the same time it doesn't feel like like it feels like a puzzle and it's just like oh i didn't solve it and the fact of you get these well you can come back and the story it's not a game over it's just a, you're gonna try again the fact that they actually storylined it I really like that element as well. Like fucking up is a part advances the plot 
in a way. Yeah, like it, it, it's really cool that 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 and and the way you keep the keep the, the pilots, like yeah. you said earlier, and it's just it's neat how it's like the the way it. Sorry, I'm I'm stumbling a little bit. Uh, I like games like Into the Breach and Hades where they like take the roguelike aspect and make it a part of the game's story. Like in Into the Breach, you're like every new run is a different timeline that you've dropped into. Mm-hmm. And like they, they make it part of what's happening and not just a gameplay mechanic. Yeah. So like that's why like when I restarted the game, it didn't feel like, oh, this is me starting over. It was like, oh yeah, wait. My poor guy has been like stuck in a time loop and now I'm just getting back. And then like the first couple times I was playing it, I just fucked up and misclicked and then died. But then it's like, oh, my guy goes back in time. And it's like, like I can start to create a little, my poor guy has seen some shit. <laughs> uh, what What's your guy? Like what power are you using? Does he get powers? He just has like, so he's a maximum. The pilot himself gets like plus one or plus two health and like, one other like perk in that sort of sense like does he actually have like special abilities so i mean because i've only had this one pilot okay so you can unlock i guess as you get further into the game i forgot you didn't start with one so that's my bad but like as you get further into the game you like you can rescue pilots like you know how like the yeah you like get like ships that have Mm -hmm. the little pods items and yeah sometimes you can rescue pilots in the same way and these pilots like when you upgrade them they have like a special ability you can use oh i wonder um, like i su- he has this ability where like if he heals he pushes people away but i thought that was only for the punchy mech i don't know if it's for all mechs i haven't tried it with the blitzkrieg i th- i think that might be his personal power ah okay yeah yeah so like i, I eat there there are like each time you run through the game like there are like named if if there are specifically like named pilots that have like faces yeah. and they usually have some sort of special power that uh, that helps you while the other ones are like in helmets and you can't those are like the generic pilots that will like you, uh, you know you want to keep alive yeah but they don't have like special powers they will get like upgrades and everything if you mm-hmm. if with experience and stuff which is why you you like having them instead of the automated mechs but ah, they yeah. don't have like extra Got it. stuff yeah the, i've had helmeted pilots and then this dude who i could see his face and stuff yeah and then yeah i've seen like the little camera robot guys i i I'm, give me a second i'm looking up the guy i used for a really long time um that that really helps it's Isaac Jones, so be on the lookout for him. Okay. But uh, what his special ability is you gain an extra reset turn every battle. So you get two mistakes instead of one. Oh, that's really nice. Um, yeah, so like when you're learning the game and like still new at everything, he is probably one of the best pilots because he allows you a little more freedom and, and movement. So here's a technical issue separate, uh, podcasting like sausage-wise. I just turned on my microphone, but uh-huh. I'm very confused because I've been watching the Audacity screen and I've had vocalizations this whole time. Okay. And I mean, I've heard you. Yeah. but And my microphone is glowing, but the switch, I just moved it from off to on. But I mean, nothing has changed on Audacity. It still looks the same word-wise and everything. 
but I am curious what this episode would look like or sound like then. I'm, I'm wondering if maybe you were being picked up by your computer mic. Uh, it's a good question. So I'm curious now. What... Like, like your your voice to me didn't change at all. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. So um, I'm just marking it on that one. So in case if we see a volume change or something, that's what that was. Okay. All right. Huh. Good to know. Let's see. Uh, was there anything else I wanted to talk about? Like, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, I mean, like, mostly that's the game I've been playing. Hearthstone I've been playing, but nothing really new there. Uh, Into the Breach, anything else. Not Civ. Uh, I tried to make a bit slash bracket thing, and I just couldn't figure out how to turn it into a game. It was just... Ah. It was dumb. It's real, real dumb. And, I mean, for a while I was like, maybe you want to workshop it with me? But it's so I even did research. Uh, I'll tell you what I have and I'll, we can figure out, do we turn it into a bracket? Do we turn it into a game or do we just bury it? And never talk about this again um, in the okay. sense of I have 10 games that I have looked up or 10 things I've looked up. They are parodies of games as okay. in real world existing parodies. Uh, but they're all special in some way. Which is uh, to say, uh. so my original idea was like, which one is real and which one is fake? And have you guessed like, which is the real parody? But uh-huh. that would also require me to come up with like titles and stuff. And I'm not that creative. And you would probably be able to guess the actual real game out of the fake games. But they're basically porn parodies of video game titles. Oh, Jesus Christ. And I was just like, then I was I, like. That's, that's fair. But like. Yeah. It just like there's only because I've, one of them is so so good. All the other ones, so I feel like you would guess and figure out very quickly. If I was like, "Oh, what's a parody name for like Street Fighter?" You'd probably figure it out. Yeah, I will but say. You just, well, okay. go for it. I, I was just gonna say, but there's one you really really want to share. The the one the, because I saw one and I was like, "Holy shit, this is so good!" I want to share it, but I've got to <laughs> turn it into a game so I can like let this one on you but like i tried to look at the other ones and none of them are as good as that i don't know if it's the studio or what and there's a ton of apparently video games are a hot topic in uh the porn world i mean everything is a hot topic in the porn world so like i'll tell you at least the games you can tell me if you're interested in hearing what the titles are but most of them are obvious like apparently there's a huge franchise with warcraft world of warcraft uh-huh. So that one exists. We don't have to name I mean, it. That that one's uh, if it's not World of Warcraft, there there's something wrong with them. Yeah, it's just Warcraft. But there's episodes, yeah. there's titles, there's a lot to Warcraft. It's apparently a franchise. So that <laughs> fair enough. The Warcraft Studios. Uh, for the people out there who were cu- curious, Street Fighter was Skeet Fighter, which was that, that, okay. Yeah, yeah. It would, see, that's why I was like, these are lower quality. This is not. I even That's ranked not them. even... Yeah, okay. it was... I mean, again, this is the porn world. They're not... Some of these are really rough. Like, there's a Red Dead Redemption 2 parody. Uh-huh. You could probably guess that one, or that could be the game. Guess the... Come up with a porn parody yourself, if you could figure I mean, out. I mean, like... It is, what it, it is what it sounds like. I'm, I'm trying... Like, see, the thing is, I want to come up with something clever, and it's probably not the embarrassment of what if you come up with a better title or a more pervy title so like like my 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 brain immediately goes to redhead redemption because just because i like like it it 
Yeah, That's yeah. actually a better title, I think, than this one. But this one is definitely like if I saw this one, I'm like, this is porn. If I heard yours, I'd be like, I didn't know that would be very soft core to me. I'd be like, oh, this might be something <laughs> else. A nice fan fiction story or something. Yeah. It was a uh, Red Dead Erection. Uh, yeah see like that's <laughs> it's porn it's the world of yeah, porn it, it, it's really just like they're not even trying to like be clever with it it's just like that's why like so there's dick. these are i'll just finish out the bottom five these were the bottom five then so we had those three arkham asylum became arkham asylum it was okay yeah that that's uh low-hanging yeah. fruit okay and then left for dead became left for head again that's why i was like these five aren't good enough <sighs> But I was like, like at I, least, but at least that one's like a play on something, like uh, Red Dead Redemption to Red Dead Erection. Like it's it doesn't it doesn't even feel like it's it's in the same ballpark. Like at least Dead and Head have the sort of the same cadence. I don't know. Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah. I I can see, well I can see where Redemption. You're right. Redemption doesn't rhyme with erection that much. It's just the erection yeah. part, I guess, or the action. Yeah. yeah. Okay, if I criticize it more, so we're getting it now into the top five. These, I was like, okay. The fifth one, just I love it because it's so dumb that I could like I love it, which is it's a Legend of Zelda parody. Uh huh. And they named it the Legend of Zildo. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny, really. Zelda. Okay. That sounds like Harvey Z branded dildos. I like, love it. I love it. I would. The Legend of Zildo. <laughs> so that was that was good. It was better than all the previous five. I think we could agree. Yeah. Like, so number four. This one was tough. It's a toss up actually between number four and number three. I actually put. I think you might rank them the other way around. But for me, there's an Undertale's parody, but. It's, oh. But it's really weird. It, like, in the sense of, it's not where you would think. I mean, I would make a parody on Tail. They didn't. They went with Utter Tail. It's furry porn. Okay. I mean, okay. That's. Yeah. Fair uh, enough. Considering Undertale, like, I was wondering where they were going with it, but it being furry porn makes sense. Because I was like, like Undertale, I there's. I could have probably gone pervy with that one, but Utter Tail, I just liked because I wouldn't have gone that direction. It was creative. That's why it's a top five choice. Yeah. The other one that's top three, this one I just like because it's dumb. There's a lot of Mortal Kombat parodies out there. Like, I, well, there like Mortal Kombat was is all about like Yeah. Like the, it it was the, the it's I don't want to say thing. sexiest, but it, it was like edgy and like all the women are barely dressed for a lot of the games. So, like, it makes sense that there would be porn versions of it. And, like, the porn like, versions... Like, fighting porn. games yeah. probably get the most porn, to be honest. Because, like, a lot of fighting games sexualize their women characters to the point of dick. So, it makes I, sense. I agree with you fully there. This one... So, of the... There was many, many Mortal Kombat bad puns and such. And you can think of a few. And it, whatever you think of probably exists out there. This one was the winner for me, though, just because I, they took it to the extra level. Immoral combat, with a K. I, I with a K I, is where I was like, okay, okay. Like, like, like Mortal Kombat is like the standard, I would say, of like yeah. what you're going to change in in that. That's what for they, that game. The fact that they went wise. with immoral, they changed. The yeah, first like the one. immoral. I like that. I like that. It, it's it's and then the a fact that 
Cumbath was actually with a K. That's a little <laughs> icing on the cake of well done. Well done. And now we get to the top two, the two really good ones. The second best one, it's a parody of Bioshock Infinity. Uh-huh. It's, first of all, it's Bioshock Infinite. Not Infinite. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know this, actually. That's on me, actually. Yeah. I just guessed yeah. what is the game name from the porn. I should have done that, infinite. but you would have won that. Bioshock <laughs> Infinite. The Okay, then actually this parody gets, it gets points down. Because the name of the parody, Bioshock Trinity. Being, of course, three-way porn. But... Okay, okay. That's why I was like, like oh, okay. That I didn't know much I, about the so franchise, uh, but I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Mm-hmm. Why in the world would you name it Bioshag when Biocock is just right there for it? I didn't even think of that. Like, this is like this is why you should have come up with this game and <laughs> I would have had to try to guess which one is the porn game. Like, wow, yeah, good point. I didn't think of it at all. Like, I was like, Bioshock, I guess that's the best you can come up with, Bioshock. Sure. Like, I guess I guess they went for the sh and instead of, like, the rhyming sound. But I still feel like Biocock has a better ring to it. And I think I they know. were really focused on, like, the Trinity and, hey, it's a threesome kind of thing. And so that's why I was like, oh, maybe it's Infinity because they really got clever with that that part. Like, the name, like, Utter Tales is kind of furry stuff. Okay. And then the the number one game... I just, this is the game that I just saw it and I was like, I have to tell you that this title exists. And you'll be like, oh yeah, I've seen it many, many times. I love that game or title. <laughs> uh, it's it's a Metal Gear Solid uh, parody title. Uh-huh. So we're going down to our good friend, uh, whatever his name is from Japan, Kojima. So the title of the game is Metal Rear Solid, The Phantom Peen. <laughs> 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 i saw it and i was just like this is the greatest thing i've ever seen i love it <laughs> it's apparently a full movie i didn't watch the full movie i didn't watch any of these actually i just like looked up the titles but metal rear solid the phantom peen it's the it's the little extra at the end <laughs> oh i love it I, they should make a whole series of like like that's why I was like the title alone makes me curious. I want to watch the game or how good of a parody is it? Like, do they have bosses and villains and stuff and named after? Rip- I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so here, here I'm going to let you know. Nine out of ten of these porns don't have any actual good setup to them. Now I will share this because this actually came across my. F- twitter feed a little while back because somebody went through just to see like they were talking about like how accurate it was not accurate but anyway there there is a there's a final fantasy 15 porn parody and it's not a clever name uh mm-hmm. but it was called full service station I, and i heard about i didn't get that it was a final fantasy parody but okay yeah. So full like why is it full service station? What is so that? like the the so the the one of like basically three female characters in the entire Final Fantasy fifteen game is a mechanic that works at a gas station and is scantily clad. So therefore, 
if you're going to make a porn parody of Final Fantasy 15, which is basically a bro road trip, you have to use uh... the one scantily clad character. And so it's it's the, like the mechanic. In a way, it's sort of like that person must have played the Final Fantasy games. It, it wasn't just somebody looking at a title and guessing at it. Like this feels like a gamer made that porn then because that's a lot of yeah. details to make those connections. Missing the point of the game, but sure. But you said nine out of ten. Which one? Which one I, actually? I, I, I'm or, not. I, we don't I, know. I, okay. It's probably ten out of ten. To be fair, I, I was just I was trying to give the porn industry some credit. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So here, here I, I I found the tweet that talked about it, and I just want to be clear. Here, 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 here is his description uh, from the tweet. Bald dude in a trench coat drives van through desert. Van breaks down. Cindy arrives, rubs vagina with flashlight. Shitty monster shows up. Cindy fires a laser from her tits into space, which causes a bigger laser to shoot down to Earth and kill the monster. They fuck. The end. That's way more plot than I was expecting. <laughs> the, the laser thing is just, what? <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah, that, it's, uh, it's, it's, here, oh. Okay. Uh, I'll send I'm I'm going to I'm going to send you a link to the uh uh the thread in in our Discord and you can take a look. It has it has pictures, not those kind of pictures, but the 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 full lasers uh uh you can uh, oh, see wow. see it yeah. in its glory. It is it is real. <laughs> okay. I mean, for a, for a moment I'm like, why why do they make gamer porn but then it's like of course i mean there's a market if there's a market for it you should because like final it's this I, seems niche to me final fantasy <laughs> like 15 i guess of all things i don't know i mean it, it's, it seems like a big game yes like it, pokemon it's a final and, fantasy game it still like, has one of all the... these video games and stuff i mean like but i'm just like who would watch this stuff but then again like metal rear solid the phantom peen i'm just now i'm i don't even know anything about the video game i'd watch it for the title <laughs> like it's just okay i mean i guess it, it makes sense that video games have a large connection with like a sex industry or stuff like that of like yeah it sells Fair Did, so so uh all right so we're, we're ending on porn but before we end I'm, i just gotta share something that i just saw because i was on twitter and something popped up <laughs> um it's, it has nothing to do with porn if do, do you want to feel old Oh God, we we do this a lot on this podcast. This is like a running theme now, like us feeling old. Sure. Yeah. So there, you know, there, there. The CW is doing a live action Powerpuff Girls, right? I heard. I have no idea what it's going to look like or anything, but yeah, I've heard of this. Yeah. So. <sighs> oh boy. It, what's making me feel old is that Donald Faison. Oh. who played Turk on Scrubs, yeah. for those of you who don't recognize the actor right off the bat, is playing the fatherly professor. Well, I mean, Donald Faison, to my mind, he's like maybe older slightly than me, but he's like my age. He's in his 30s, and the professor... He's 46. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, the professor has like little girls who are like, Powerpuff Girls are like what six years old or something. So like, but like then they're 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 supposed they're grown up in this version. What like the live action is? They're like adult Powerpuff Girls. Like it's like a sequely type thing. 
he's 46. I mean, oh, yeah, I, so, I feel so conflicted he, and weird. Does he? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. It, it's, it makes me feel old because I, I still think of Donald Faison as a young actor who is slightly older than me. Yeah. And like he was a teenager in Clueless. Like, yeah, he's, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just slightly younger than Donald Faison. And then you go, he's 46 and it's like, oh my God. <laughs> so old. Yeah. All right. Well, that on, on that happy note, that's the end of our podcast today. This was a weird uh, episode. Yeah. This one went all the different places. Uh, I think next week we'll, we'll try to stay a little bit more on topic, but uh, I don't know. This this top this uh, this episode specifically kind of shows how procedurally generated our podcasts <laughs> are, and so I'm I'm just thinking about like this is episode ninety four, uh, so <laughs> ninety five, ninety six, and ninety seven are going to be the rest of the the April madness brackets. Okay. And then we've got two more episodes until, and then we're hit on the doorstep of episode one hundred. So we're getting close. Do you think we should start preparing now for that thing? Or should we just like wait I mean, till the... we've, we've got to figure out ideas for it. We've got to do something, right? I mean, if they've, if they've made it this far, <laughs> they're, they're pot committed. True. Very, very true. Well, um, that is it for us. I'm going to try to end the podcast a second time. Uh, where can they find you, Harvey Z? You can find me on Twitter at Make me a Harvey Z. You can find me on Twitter at Atma underscore Phoenix. You can find our podcast at Make Me a Podcast. You can always email us at Make Me a Gamer Podcast at gmail.com. And you can find my writings at Atma'sWeapon.com. I just put up uh, number 54, I think, in my top 100 games list today. Uh, one of which that actually had a uh, special connection with, with Harvey. I I love that memory very much. I went and read the. It's a good uh, It's a good article. It's well written. Like, and I happened to read it because I was like, yeah. I wonder if I'm the person he's mentioning here. <laughs> you are mentioning a friend. Hey, you it's made your boy. Me do something very very dumb. And it was one of the best <laughs> memories of that game. I agree with you. Yeah. Fully, where it was like, oh, is this that one? Because. It's a memory. It's one of those weird friendship memories now for like yeah. me. Like where... I can't think of that game without thinking of that stupid era. <laughs> and it was the first where I had done something that affected you long term. Where like I would come over and you're playing that game and there's that arrow in your leg and it's like I did that like a week ago or so and you're still having to live with the consequences of it. And that was sort of like the next level to our friendship where, yeah, yeah. me living with Harvey Z's consequences. That's <laughs> how it always goes. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to know the rest of what we're talking about, check out my writings and, and check out number 54. And that that entire thing will make a lot more sense. Uh, until next time, uh, Harvey Z, take us out. Shit. I want to do a porn title here. And then, like, this is a weird one because I can't call back porn. I can't call back myself, and I can't call back secret. I mean, societies. you can call back porn. Why can't you call back porn?
because again, I don't have the mind that you do for this stuff. Like that biocock, that was genius. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like that's why. Like for me, if it's like come up with a porn thing, uh, uh, Legend of Zildo, like that's that's <laughs> me. That's the Harvey Z porn. All right, Civilization Sex. Ooh, see again, again. We should get into the. I've got an idea to make some money, Atma. I think <laughs> we need to become porn writers. I know you want to be a writer. This is just one step over. I think we could take I mean, over the industry. I mean, someone's got to write it, and clearly I'm, I'm better at coming up with titles than they are. I, are we just doing fan fiction? Is fan fiction <laughs> just basically porn that hasn't been, like, filmed? What if we filmed other people's fan fictions? I mean... There's a $5 idea in here somewhere. Yeah, there's definitely a $5 idea in here. That, that may be all it's worth, but five dollars sure <laughs> it's a patreon level send us your fanfic we'll turn it into porn